Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Today, I am super excited to have a very good friend of mine on our podcast, and that is Pastor Sarah Connor. I'm so happy to have you here today. (laughs) I'm happy to be here with you. (laughs) Are you in Dallas? Yes, my uh, DFW is my airport. Our church is in Arlington, but I'm from Jamaica. Well, hey, if you're listening to us today, get ready to get your socks knocked off. I met this woman personally. I was actually at Joel and Victoria Osteen's church in Houston, but we got to be in an event together. We were ministering at a women's event and she brought the word and you don't know this, but God used you in such a powerful way that night because you were so yourself. You were crazy. You were funny. And I realized when I watched you years ago, go that you know what it's okay to be me oh yes and god used that in my life pastor sarah and i know he's using you to touch so many lives i want to just tell a little bit about you and then we're going to get started today um sarah you were born in kingston jamaica uh, to a musical and very diverse family now tell tell me about that so my mother's father is chinese is full chinese and um my father's father is Scottish Jew, right? So Scottish English Jew. Uh, his mother is African Asante from Ghana. And then my um, grandmother, my mother's side is German Jew. And I think German Jew and black maybe. Yes. Yeah. So it's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit mixed up. And so, yes, my mother's maiden name was Yang. So her father's name was Shang King Pao. I love it. I love it. So actually, if your family just comes together, you have an international ministry. Very good. United Nations. I love it. It's so good. Well, Sarah, you actually went to Christ for the Nations. That's Mm -hmm. where you met your beautiful husband. You guys have been married now. Is it 25 years? And um, you are an author. She has written several books. You can find her books on Amazon. Um, We're going to talk about one of them today, which is really going to touch your heart. Uh, The name of that book is called A Space Between. And we're in that like I have never seen in my life. But she has a BA in biblical studies from Trinity Theological Seminary in South Florida and a master's in Christian education. You guys are in the front lines of ministry in Texas, but you're mm. also a mom. So what a big plate to balance. How do you do all I that? I know. Well, you don't eat everything at the same time. <laughs> That's for sure. And so you just re- you realize that you know something, something is going to not win today. Um, in the same, you know, I feel like balance is such a misconstrued idea because the idea of balance is equal time and equal space and equal attention. And that's impossible. But I find that I, if I, if I have to focus on church and the the, the duties of the church, um, particularly because there's a big event or a big crisis or a big something, then something else is going to suffer that day. But I can, um, cushion the level of suffering. For example, it may take me three hours to deal with this crisis at church. Well, I'm not going to have three solid hours to spend with my kids. But what I could do is take concentrated time 
and maybe get 30 minutes of one-on-one, undisturbed, no phone, no, no interruptions, nothing, and focus on them. And that would be more meaningful than if I was three hours around them, but on my phone, answering emails, doing things. But I'm there, but I'm not there. So realizing that balance is just a, it's a fallacy. And some, you have to pick what you're going to focus on. But it, just because you're focused on it doesn't mean it's a higher priority in value to you. And you don't need to beat yourself up as a mom or a, a leader because you couldn't give everybody and everything equal time. There's only one of you. So you have to learn to make some things like concentrated orange juice. You know, we're going to push it together. It's going to be tight. It's going to be good. And then, and then rotate tomorrow. It may be fully my kids and the church just has to wait. I have actually had several women that are pastors, co-pastors with their husbands. They're in ministry full-time. And we have all talked about how we can create that balance. You can do it. If you're out there listening today, yes. Pastor Connor, she is a perfect example of somebody who has the kids. It doesn't mean that we're perfect, but I can right. tell you, you're right. We got to take some time from this, but then commit to allocate that time. When it comes to time, you know, you and your husband both pastor, you actually just built a building a year ago, the Word of Truth Family Church with Pastor Eben, your husband. Yes. And all of a sudden, I cannot imagine, you're so excited about building this building and then the pandemic hits. (laughs) And it's like, hurry up and wait. And that's what I want to be talking about today on this podcast is what do we do when we think we have a plan? I mean, everybody wrote their vision board. All of a sudden we're waiting and maybe we were already waiting before that. You were waiting for a husband, waiting for a job, waiting to go to school, waiting for something. And now God says, wait again. Well, here's the scary thing. The prophetic word God had given me for 2020 was that it was going to be like a year of hell. Hmm. And I told my church, I said, it's 2020, it's a year of double, but it's also, even though the, there's a double, um, and I'll explain it because of the double blessing, I had seen a vision, I had seen a vision of a donkey going into a cave. And when the donkey went into the cave, it was dark and it was in a desert and it was rocky and it was hard. But when he came out the cave, it was a second donkey with him. And... Uh, I told him, I said, this is going to be double hard. It is going to be very hard. It's going to be a hard year, but it's also going to be a year of blessing. And so in tying that in together, you find that when you have to, when you have to wait on God, when you don't want to wait because your plans are shut, the thing is how and why are we waiting and what is the benefit of waiting? If we can get the right perspective of waiting, we'll find out that we can win while we wait. And so waiting won't become a weighted thing that is waiting, weighing you down, but waiting becomes more um, something that is productive versus unproductive. And a lot of times we wait and use waiting as an excuse to be lazy, waiting as an excuse to be mediocre, waiting as an excuse just to, I'm just waiting on it. So I can't do anything. I'm in limbo. I'm just standing still. No, waiting is an active verb. You know, they that wait upon the Lord, waiting means to serve in that, in that verse in Isaiah. So they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So when you're waiting, when you're serving the Lord, renewal comes in when you're actively waiting. But too many of us uh, misdiagnose waiting as an opportunity to just do nothing, to flatline. And then when we come out of that season or period and we see things happening, we're wondering why it's not happening for me. Well, you wasted the waiting period. And so I think even for us coming into to this as, as a church, because the prophetic word was there, our church was not surprised when it came. Because I didn't have the prophetic word that it was a pandemic. 
Mm-hmm. I had the prophetic word that this was going to be a very difficult year. Yeah. And so our church has continued to give more than they've ever given before. We've continued to stay in contact and, and be connected. And you would think that it would be a barren season and dry season and a famine. But it's actually more people are getting out of debt. More people are refinancing because that's what you need to do in this weight. In, in this, this weight right now, mm-hmm. I'm prophetically telling you, if you are able to refinance anything, refinance it. If you're able to consolidate, negotiate with your debtors, whether it's Chase Bank or Capital One, you should really be able to go under uh, 4% on anything. It doesn't matter what your credit is because you can. they're rewriting things because of the pandemic. So it is your time. It is your absolute time and you should take advantage of the structure that is happening now for you to be able to own and to save money and to kind of grow up in that. So, um, so it is, yeah, I can see that it would be a shock and awe uh, for, for many people. And it is very different for us. It, it's messed up everybody's biorhythms. It's messed up everybody's emotional rhythms um, yes. because we're not used to isolation. We're not used to withholding and withdrawing from interaction. Um, church helps people. Church helps people every week, emotionally, mental health. All of that is being affected with this, this withdrawal because we're not built to communicate like this. We're built to touch. We're built to hold. We're built to exchange. And this is going against what we're naturally created to do. So it is creating a lot of havoc. But it is also a great opportunity. And so wherever you find opposition, you find opportunity. Wherever you find adversity, you find the opportunity to be introduced to a you that you'll never normally see, a you that you have always passed by had there not been adversity, a stronger you, a resilient you, a brilliant you, and a resourceful you that you would have never had to do and locate until you were waiting. My husband and I have had the greatest opportunity to get so much done that we were not able to do before because we were so busy. One of the things that we have been doing is sitting down with our kids with board games. I mean, we were yes. never a board game family. I mean, right. we're just, I'm just not that, you know, little Polly pocket, you know, mom, right. you know, I don't have the little duckling kids following behind me, but my kids were like, man, let's go. We actually went to a local thrift store. We got Uno, we got Monopoly. We got Clue. Yes. We sat down. We made a connection. We had dinner together at certain times. The shut-in became a place of a birth of just a new relationship with our family. Yes. yes. And so that was very exciting. But because you talked about the church, I love that your people are getting connected. But you and I know there's those people and, and maybe there's somebody listening right now that they go, wow, one more time. It's a delay on what God has for me. You know, I I was um, reading your book and I love a story that you talk about in that book and you bring up Hannah. She's one of my favorite people in the Bible because it is like, wow, you know, if she could do it, I can do it. What do you say, pastor, to somebody that maybe has gotten disconnected? Yes. Um, Look, people used to go to church and now they have to tune in online in many Mm. places. Um, And it's easy to go, you know. I'm not going to wake up that early. I'm not going to be on the midweek service. You know what? I can listen to the prayer service at a different hour. So we got this group of people, like you said, they're dealing with anxiety, stress, disconnection. But the part of Hannah, she is somebody who had to wait, wait on God for her miracle. You know, maybe you can just talk to somebody listening today that feels like they're still in the wait and they feel like God promised them something. Absolutely. Well, well, here's the thing is God is God of the weight and God is God in the weight. And 
you know, the story about Hannah, what I loved about Hannah is when I began to really study out the cultural context behind Hannah and realized that Elkanah, her husband, had the option to divorce her because she had, um, by the time, at that time, the culture was for him to have taken on a second wife would have been a period of about 10 years that Hannah would have been trying to have a baby. And because for posterity's sake, he could, by law, take on a second wife to propagate. So in doing that, you see that Hannah wasn't, we, we, we think Hannah was waiting a week. We read the story so fast because we have, we have the pages in our hands so we can just kind of go through oh, you're so the book right. of Samuel real quick, mm-hmm. right? But, but it was not five seconds. It wasn't a minute. It wasn't five weeks. It was at least a decade that Hannah was waiting. And Elkanah loved her so much that he deferred. He didn't divorce her. He got a second wife for the, you know, for, to have um, continued his lineage. But here it is, baby after baby after baby. Hannah is having to watch somebody else get what she's been waiting for. She has to watch somebody else that's really close to her in her proximity and not only watch that, but watch herself get mocked. And, Mm. and, you know, many of us get um, teased and doubted in our pruning seasons, in our waiting seasons, when we're not the best looking, when we're learning, when we're growing, when we're developing and we, we can't quite walk it. And so here it is. She doesn't have the promise in her hand, but she's looking and, Hanaya doesn't just have one. She has another and has another. And everybody's celebrating and making it look like God's got favor on her. She's Mm -hmm. being blessed and she's financially set and she's getting promoted and so on and so on. I've been at the same company the whole time. Nobody's looking at me. You know, but the the thing is, here it is that, that, whoo, oh my gosh, I got chills right now. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Rosalinda, you know, we're too prophetic to be on here. (laughs) Listen here. I just felt this in my spirit. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. There's a story. I'm going off script. There's no script. You go. You go. Go where the spirit is leading you. You go. All right. So listen to this. I don't know who this is for, but this is for you. So there's a story. I know you've heard it before, but I want to tie it in because into Hannah and to first Samuel, the story about the dog and the elephant, right? And the dog was pregnant and the elephant was pregnant at the same time. And six weeks later, the dog had puppies, right? you know, a dozen puppies and the elephant was still pregnant. And then the dog got pregnant again and had six more puppies. Then the dog got pregnant again and six more puppies. And over the fourth time, the dog was like, okay, I've had like 18 puppies and it's been almost two years. And where is your baby? You know, what is going on here? I've had this baby. And the elephant said, what I'm birthing is so majestic that when they step on the floor, the ground trembles. Mm -hmm. When my baby walks, people stop and stare in awe. I'm not birthing something small. I'm not birthing something little. I'm birthing something magnificent. So yes, it takes a little time. And when you understand that Samuel was coming through Hannah, and Samuel now was going to become one of the greatest prophets, a prophet now that was going to anoint David, who was now going to be in the line of the Messiah. You understand that sometimes the work is not without, the work is within. When Hannah got to the place where she could go to the temple and pour out to God and lay out to God, God, I feel in this. Listen, this sucks. I'm being teased. I come up here all the time. I'm giving my sacrifices. You know, I know I'm loved by Elkanah, but it's, listen, I, 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 I know I'm supposed to have a baby. I know I'm supposed to have this thing, this dream he gave me, this promise. I'm built for this. And I don't know why it's not happening, but I'm coming to you and I'm laying everything down. And I will give it back to you. The thing that I want the most, you can have it. 
Wow. And it's a power of sacrifice. It's a power of understanding that, that when we're in the waiting and we see on someone else's timeline, things that we desire, things that we're holding on to, you have to, cannot compare. Why? If you compare me among yourselves, First Corinthians 10 says, you're not wise. Why is that? Because you can be a shooting star or you can be a lasting star. What you're waiting on can be a bamboo tree or it can just be a vine. And mm. if you understand that there's a work inside of you that God has to do in order to leverage the weight of this thing. I waited 10 years. My kids are 10 years apart. Wow. So probably taking over about seven years before I got pregnant, but God created a miracle. Why? There was something I didn't know, Rosalinda, that I had jealousy and envy or even the potential mm. to have that because I never wanted something so bad and saw other people have it and then begin to have a grudge against God. I didn't wow. even know it was possible for me to have a grudge against God and for me to be envious and jealous against the saints. Never thought it was possible. Yes. But God wanted to elevate me in my character. God wanted to take me somewhere else. And I had to realize that there were dark places that I had never addressed because I never knew they were there until the pressure was hard enough and I was frustrated in the wait. And once yes. God cleaned up my heart, then faith was able to flow freely and I moved out of hope into faith and I got pregnant. So Ooh. if you're there today, I'm just telling you, you may be like Hannah, you may be birthing a nationwide world changer in your business, in your promotion, in your next book, in your next teaching job, in your next school opportunity. You may be birthing something bigger than you're even able to realize. And the weight is a way for God to refine and to prune but it's not a way for you to waste time. That's right. Woo. You know, when you were talking about the story of the dog and the elephant, yeah, I've actually never heard that story, but what oh, oh. a visual. And so, I mean, if you're listening to this today, it is so grand, but if you try to birth it early, if you try to force the date, it can die. And yeah. I think so many times, Sarah, is that people are trying to push their own agenda on God's timeline and God's saying, wait, 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 it could be so much bigger, so much better. And, and also glorify me in the process, glorify God in the process. But if you're trying to birth what you think God has for you, it may die in the, in the meantime, instead of waiting on God. And I love that, you know, what you said also about your children. It was something that God had to fix in you. You yes, know, and yes. I'll never forget 15 years ago, I was a part of a writing program and speakers program. And I thought God was ready to launch me into my ministry at that moment. And it just seemed like I, I had laid out my whole life for God. I had laid out everything that it would just work out really in my timing for his glory. I was trying to sell it to God, you know, but I wasn't ready. God wanted to take me through a process. He wanted to mm. teach me things. So if you're listening today, you're in a valley and you are upset. You are mad Whoa. at God. You don't understand. You are frustrated with the Lord. Just know, like Pastor Sarah told us, you know, the grand thing that God has for you, your divine calling, your purpose in life. Trust me, not even you know it. God knows it. If you allow him to let that grow within you, it may take you going through difficult seasons. I'm sure you've gone through that. And God needs to take that out of you before he can launch you into whatever that calling God has for you. Yes. I have seen too many people, even in ministry, um, Sarah, that have tried to do their own will. And it's, yeah. you know, I've seen people step out of order, step oh, yeah. ahead, try to like front slide on God. Yes. And, you know, right now, 
It's difficult because of what is happening in the world. This is something so different. You know, maybe you're feeling alone. Maybe you're feeling challenged. But I think if you'll hear the words of what Pastor Sarah was telling us, that weight on God is part of the process. Remember, too, that in the valley is the most fertile land. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so when you're in the valley and the valley decisions are in a valley, you can still produce in the valley. And that's, I think, what I feel like the Lord would want to encourage you on is you have a choice because the time does not reverse. We don't get time back. That's one thing we do not get back. And we have to maximize the opportunities that we have and the moments that we have. And so while we're in this waiting, while we're, we have that choice, I mean, you're going to get discouraged. I mean, Jesus got discouraged. I mean, he tried, he took Peter, James, and John up to the mountain try to get some friends to kick it with him. Like, Hey, I'm going through a tough time right now. I'm about to die. I'm about to, you know, I don't even know if I want to do this. I'm trying to get negotiate with God. Can I get out of this? And I'm taking y'all, you're my ride and dies and y'all fall asleep on me. So sometimes you even think that relationships that you're going to have into that difficult season. And if you're not careful, you begin to judge your friends and judge the people. Mm. I see all these posts on Instagram all the time and stuff. Oh, that just makes no sense. I cannot um, handle that. On Facebook. If you tag and don't tag me back, then you're, you don't care about me. We'll see which ah. You know what? Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. If my relationship is based no on post. a repost, my relationship is based on a like, then mm-hmm. we don't need a relationship. That's because right. what that is, is you need attention. Okay, so that's different. I, I, I can't do it. So I think you have to, 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 know that, to, to, to know that God is God of the valley as well. Yeah, And because he's God of the valley, then he is able to provide in the valley. He is able to sustain in the valley and he's able to carry you through the valley. Yea, do I walk? Yea, do I walk? Walk, walk, walk. We're moving. We're moving. Mm. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow yes. of death, right? I will fear no evil. So no it's evil. an active weight. And so I just want to encourage you today that, that yeah, you're going to see things. You're going to see things from other people. You're going to feel that itch of envy or, itch, you know, you catch it. You have to catch it in the, in the beginning and say, okay, God, I'm feeling this envy coming up on me. It's trying to creep up on me. Okay, I, I need you to talk to me and remind yourself of your purpose. When you were talking about, um, you know, we have all these plans. You know, the scripture says that many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that will prevail. Well, the word prevail means to frustrate, to mm. agitate. Yeah, <laughs> like we don't like that word. Yeah, so when you're washing clothes and it agitates, that's the inference for that word. And so many are the plans of my heart, but the purpose of the Lord will agitate it. It will frustrate it. It will aggravate it until my thoughts become his thoughts and his thoughts become my thoughts until he can birth in me really what he's trying to do. And so always knowing that the plan of God will always be fulfilling to you. The plan of God will always provide for you. The plan of God will always uh, protect you. And so, yeah, you may be having your plans and every delay is never denial. You always know that, that, that God will, because, oh, Romans, because he always works everything together for your good. Nothing Amen. bad is really happening then. Technically That's speaking, right. if it's going to really work out for my good, is it really bad? It may be hard but it's going to work for my good. So is it really bad? Am I really in a bad place? Or am I just in a hard place? Look, remember. Peter talks about that God is not slow to fulfill sorry, his promise. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so today, if you are listening, I was going to tell you, we, we had a preaching session here today. So there's show notes that are attached to this. You're going to be able to get links so you can follow Pastor Sarah. But even today's word, if you want to go back and just let this word meditate in your heart, know that... Uh, 
I just want to tell somebody that if you're in the valley, you're in the right place because you yes. learn when we're celebrating on top of the mountain. It's in the valley that we learn how to use skills and 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 it yes. stretches us to a new level, you know. So yes. if you're in that season, you say, you know what, Rosalinda, I'm stuck. I feel like I've been here. Do not push your agenda past God's timing because the Bible said he's never late to fulfill his promise. So while you're in here, get everything you can. This is the moment God is going to prepare you. If you will stop complaining, I'm just going to have a little real talk real quick. Stop complaining to God and and being upset about where he has you instead of take advantage of where Mm -hmm. he has you because it's going to mold you for what uh, your future is, your destiny, your platform, what your dreams are, all of this. Part of this process. And I want Sarah, if you would just pray for that person that's in the valley, in the weight, and um, just to be able to put their trust in the Lord in that weight. Yeah, um, I wrote the space between because I was tired of waiting on God myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, yes. so, and so I was like, can I wanted to answer the question, can I speed up a season? Mm. Can I slow down a season? Is God so omnipotent that I have nothing to do with this? These are questions that I would hear. What God has for me is for me. If God opened a door, no man can shut it. And I was thinking like, well, maybe I'm blind and I can't see a door. So I wanted to answer these questions. So when I wrote this book, I had to really do the research and, and, and search myself. And so I do have a heart and a, and a um, compassion for people who get frustrated in waiting because uh-huh. I, I understand that. And so, but there's a way to wait. So let's just pray for, for that. But I, I love it. Father, I thank you so much. You're so good. You're so great. You're so wonderful. And we just lift up every person to you that is in the middle of the wait right now. And thank it seems Lord. to be thank weighty. And God, I thank you, Lord, that your word says, God, that come all who are laden and heavy burden, and mm-hmm. I will give you rest. You, and so God, I thank you that we can rest in you because we know that you hold tomorrow in your hand. You hold our future. You hold the next moment, Father, so we can trust in your undying, unfailing, unequivocal love for us, knowing, God, that you're looking out for us more than we are looking out for ourselves. So I ask that you strengthen us on the inside like never before, that every discouraging spirit, every demonic force of um, oppression and depression, every spirit of anxiety and stress that would try to come and separate us from knowing your heart, that you are a present help in times of trouble, that you are a strong tower and we can run in and be safe. God, anything that would try to separate us from the love of God, we thank you right now that your word already declares that no height, no depth, no demons, no angels, mm, no things to come, no things below, no things above. God, no things past. God, nothing shall separate us from your love. And so God, we call upon you. We call upon you in this place to strengthen us, even oh, as angelic yeah, help you, came Jesus. and strengthened Jesus. Even as angelic help came and strengthened Jacob. God, come and strengthen the people that are listening and are watching today, God. Mm-hmm. Come and, and, and strengthen their arms and let them know they will not quit. They will not sit back. They will not sit down. No. Now is their time to wait upon the Lord. Now is their time to pursue, overtake, and recover. Now is their time. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are causing them to show forth your, your majesty and your glory because they're coming out better than they went in. I thank you, Lord. They're coming out laden with blessings. They may have gone in with burdens, but they're coming yes, out with blessings you, in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it. Amen Hallelujah. and amen and amen. amen. We receive it. Hallelujah. There's a way to wait. I love yes. that. There's a way to wait. If you want more information on Pastor Sarah, I'm going to tell you what. She is amazing. She's on fire. She's going to tell you the truth. You can follow her on Instagram and Facebook. Her website, PastorSarah.com. 
Did I get that right? Yes. No age. Yes. So we're going to put all the links in the show notes. I pray that you are fired up today as you listen to this. Remember that when you put your faith in God, he is going to fuel your faith. If you haven't subscribed to our channel yet, make sure you click below and join us as we grow in God's word. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.